0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today I am joined by a very special guest, YouTuber, reviewer, Larry. Larry from LC Screen Talk. How are you doing? I'm doing well.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me to take part in tonight's
0: podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for joining us. Very happy to have you here for the Cinemania Live Show. We have so much stuff to talk about to get right into, but first things first, you saw Searching last night. I really enjoyed the movie. Everyone knows my thoughts on the movie. So what about you? How did you like the movie?
1: I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't know all that much about it heading in. Um, I knew it started starred John Cho, and I knew it was kind of in that same format that we had seen with films such as Unfriended. Um, but I didn't know too much about it beyond that. But it was really good, and I was surprised yeah. at how emotional the movie was. I think yeah. the, the emotional core was the strongest aspect to me.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. Like when in my review, I was just saying that I was left, I was on edge the entire movie, and I was like, not, ex- I was not expecting everything that happened and stuff. I'm sure, like after you've seen it, uh, you can vouch for like the ending was insane and stuff like that. Yes. And it was just—you're right—because I was not expecting the emotional weight that the movie had to it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and I think that's what really differentiated it from being just kind of a run-of-the-mill gimmick thriller, really. Um, and I think John Cho is just so great in that movie. I, I really hope to see him continuing to take a little bit more serious of roles because I think it has really suited him over his last few films.
0: Yeah, I would have to definitely agree. Yeah, so what did you end up? When did you end up giving it as like a grade, like a score, after like after everything, and you know after thinking about everything and stuff?
1: Yeah, so typically I'm not. Uh, I don't give scores at the end of my reviews. I'm just I'm not that person, I guess.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. If I were to
1: give it. If I were to give it um, a grade or a score, I would de- it would definitely probably fall maybe in like an A- minus category for me or maybe like an eight eight 8.5 out
0: of 10. Right, right. Because it was, um, yeah, honestly, like I, I left it and I was just like, oh my God, I, I was not expecting it. I was hearing a lot of good things about it, but I just wasn't expecting the actual movie as a whole that we got. And I was just really, really, I was really, really enjoying it by the end and by the end as a whole i really like leaving the theater i was just my job was still on the full fo- on the floor so it was very well done by every by everyone a part of the movie john cho did great everyone did great deborah messing was also really really good um so the movie was really good all right so we'll get into our uh first big news of today and that was it's actually kind of uh kind of recent the most recent news that we got today is that um Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is actually currently officially on hold after the whole James Gunn situation and how Disney decided that they're not going to be reinstating him for um, to be a director for for Volume Three. So I, I'm hearing things that this movie might be on hold until about the fall. It was supposed to be released in 2020. But now I'm hearing that it's like 2021 or maybe even later down the road when they can find a director for it and stuff. So what are your thoughts about all of that and the uh, and the whole situation of the James Gunn thing as a whole?
1: Yeah, I think the I think Disney just kind of has their self to blame in all of it, whether you're on the side that James Gunn, you know, shouldn't have a job due to what tweeted and what he posted on his blog, or if you think, you know, he had grown and, and deserved a sh- second shot, I think really the onus falls to Disney all over because, um, I mean, these are very old tweets right. that Disney had to, they, they knew when they very first hired him. Um, so I think they've really put themselves in a very precarious situation once there was pressure to fire him due to the tweets, and then once they did fire him, there was this, this huge online backlash and the yeah. petitions being signed. Um, so I think, yeah, they've just got themselves into such a, a no-win situation when it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3 right now. Uh, as for the film itself being on hold, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't... I've not entirely opposed to a new director giving guardians a shot i know yeah. that people are like if guns are not tied i'm not interested personally i didn't love guardians of the galaxy volume 2 i thought it was a, a much weaker film than I the agree. first uh, for me personally i totally um, agree
0: totally agree
1: so yeah part of me is like well let's see <laughs> maybe maybe a new director might reinvigorate the third part of the franchise um but I guess I, I don't I don't know it's going to be stuck in limbo for at least a little bit. I think maybe they're delaying it just a bit to to wait out the the heat. Yeah. <laughs> to wait for it to simmer down a little bit and sneakily put it back on. I'm sure it won't be a big announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll try to just. Put it on the calendar and and hope that nobody
0: makes a big deal. But of course, it's Guardians, it's Marvel, it's Disney, right?
1: And it's a huge story. So once they attach a director
0: to this thing, I mean, it's gonna be everywhere, right? I I totally agree. So like, um, as far as what you were saying about um about like how how he like like as far as I don't I don't know as far as like their decision making on it, I completely agree with you that Volume Three. I mean, Volume Two. It was not my favorite film. It's actually one of, on my lower spectrum of the Marvel films of the MCU films. Um, I just, I just thought it was. I, didn't like it as much as I did the first one. And the, the first one has so much charm and wit that I felt uh, Volume Two was like lacking. So I mean, I kind of agree as far as like you know, I wouldn't be totally opposed to bring for them bringing in a new director. It just like. What I've been saying, like, the past couple weeks is I'm just, like, no matter what Disney does, it's it's a lose-lose because if they reinstated him, then they would have gotten backlash from the people who thought that the, the, the tweets were way too harsh and that, you know, they shouldn't let this guy type, type of person in. And them not reinstating him is still backlash because then you get to have the hardcore fans who love James Gunn who are pissed and, then, like, like, boycotting the whole situation, you know what I mean? So... I mean, I, personally, I feel like they did the, uh, personally, I feel like they did the ultimate right thing as far as for their brand and their, and just them as a whole, I wouldn't mind seeing a new director. I just like, now it's like kind of a matter of like, of who and stuff like that, you know? So, as, and, and then like, it, yeah, I agree. As far as it being pushed back, I mean, I feel like that was like bound to happen with this whole thing, you know, happening. Cause they were, they were, they were going to start filming in January. You know, so they probably. I mean, there was no way they could keep it. Yeah, so you know they're they're probably doing touches on the script. They're keeping his script and stuff like that. And now it's just all about like, you know, all about like getting the cast happy again. You know, because it's just what you don't want is just everyone to be like phoned in. You know, in the next movie because they don't have their James Gunn back. So I don't know. It's just well, kind in of particular,
1: a particular, f- yeah, uh, yeah. They all have been on board, but he's been definitely the most vocal and upfront about
0: it. Yeah, he's been like, he's been, he's been like putting out tweets and you know the whole thing with the um, them signing the petition. Like he didn't stop there. He just kept going, and he was just he's yeah. just furious about this whole thing. And I mean, I guess it's warranted because you know it's just this came out of left field, and initially, when I first saw the uh, the article that did it, like, it was, like, a photo on Instagram, I was, like, oh, that's, like, somebody's just messing around, and then I saw it, like, again, and again, and again, I'm, like, oh, my God, what happened, and this was, like, it was, like, trending for, like, weeks, and it still kind of is, this whole, this whole situation, and it's just, like, uh, it's, it's crazy, I think this, I think it happened around, like, Comic-Con week, correct, like, when, um, when this whole thing happened, I think it yeah. was around around that time, but it's just it's crazy what the situation is, and I hope I hope they bounce back from it and find a new director. Do you have any ideas on like directors or anything that you would like um, put in front of the movie?
1: No, I don't really have a, an idea. I'm not opposed to Taika Waititi. I saw a lot of people kind of championing him. Uh, I mean, I'd like to just see him do a third Thor film, Right. Or, I mean, a fourth Thor film, um, and do go that route and stay with that franchise. Right. Um, but no, I don't. I don't really have a somebody I'm rooting for. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember. I remember um, Alex from the page. He uh, suggested that he would only really like Taika Waititi uh, to, uh, helm the 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 third film if Thor was involved in it which I can kind of yeah. see because yeah. Thor kind of had a cool dynamic with the Guardians and Avengers, you know? So, I can kind of yeah. s- I can kind of see that in a way, but yeah, it's it's all it's all on the spectrum of what Disney decides to do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. We'll um get into next bit of news, and that is the initial the initial news that we were supposed to break today first, and that was that Disney is uh pushing for black Panther back Black Panther to be nominated for best Picture next year's Oscar um despise what they said about the whole popular film category but I think that film category was supposed to be coming in like 2020 but um yeah Disney's is like it was uh announced today that Disney was pushing for Black Panther to be nominated for best Picture so what are your thoughts on that as a whole
1: um well I think it's an uphill battle for Disney <laughs> yeah. to be fighting to, to get it in there. Um, because in honesty, I mean, well, the Oscars got the Academy got such backlash on that popular film category. They really because did, it kind yeah. of feels like a, 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 con, like a, a uh, what is it? Um, consolation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it, a prize. A, a consolation prize um, uh, for it seemed almost tailor-made for mm-hmm. Black Panther and or possibly Mission Impossible Fallout. Right. To be like, hey, we're never going to actually nominate you for Best Picture, but here's a category in which, you know, we can give you something. Exactly, and yeah. so uh, if that category isn't stated for the upcoming Oscars, the 2019 Oscars, then I really think it pretty
0: much killed Black Panther's chances at getting Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I mean, as, okay, so, I agree, I agree, I totally agree. Like, the whole, um, that, that popular film category was, like, tailor-made for movies like Black Panther, Infinity War, Mission Impossible, Fallout, and all that stuff. Because those movies don't initially get nominated for Best Picture. Um And last year's Oscars, they kind of like each year they're kind of being a little bit lenient into what they let into the best picture like category, like uh, like how Get Out was nominated and stuff like that last year. Um, and this and like, but I think they it's kind of funny because I I feel like they announced the whole popular film category so they can like. Get so much praise, and oh my god, they're doing something, and all of this, but it kind of backfired on them. And it's like, okay, now this is like you're turning it into a joke, you know what I mean? And yeah.
1: Wait a little bit longer to make this kind of change. They've really been changing over the last couple of years because mm-hmm. of the Oscar So White controversy happening two years in a row. Yeah. Really, let's be honest, several times throughout history. Exactly. Before that. Um, but. They, you know, they've really been working to diversify the people. They've been getting a younger group of actors and producers and directors inducted into the academy, a lot of new actors. Everybody is just a different, diverse group of ethnicities are being let in. So I think they should have just waited a little bit longer, let this coming year play out maybe, see how – that new demographic changed yeah. the nominees and the voting outcomes before they did something like this, because as you said, we even got get out last year. Mm-hmm. I think we started to see a little bit of those tides of change creeping in yeah. being the first ever comic book property to get nominated for a screenplay award. Right. Um, but instead I think they just jumped again. They saw the ratings from last year were another slide. Yeah. Um, and so they did something like this. I don't think people are really, uh, it comes down to another weird thing is where I think they're going to just be clearly marketing this category for all of the commercials and everything because these yeah. are the films that people know and love. Mm-hmm. However, it's still not going to be one of the big awards. I mean, maybe they'll put it in the award lineup like, a big award, right. somewhere around actor, actress, like, in there, right. right. But, uh, I don't know, I mean, they're still <laughs> not up for Best Picture, you know,
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, still
1: not up for the biggest award of the night,
0: exactly, the last so. one you show, and everything like that, what this show is based around of, um, and it's like, you're totally right, because they're like, all right, we'll, like, I, I noticed that each year, they'll be like, okay, we'll add another, like, contender for, you know, I remember it was like, what was it, like eight um, nominees? Now it's like nine or something like that. But I remember oh, like...
1: Oh, yeah, it used to be five. And yeah. And Dark Knight got snubbed, didn't get any nominations other than, um, obviously...
0: Best Supporting, complete. right?
1: Yeah, Supporting. And then Heath Ledger. And so then they expanded it to ten that very next year. But as you see, that change hasn't really resulted in... Blockbuster's
0: getting nominated still yeah I, I totally agree because like listen I the Os- Oscar night is literally one of my favorite nights of the year you know every all these artists and performers are coming together and stuff like that but every year when it comes to that like nom like nomination ceremony when I hear who's being nominated for what and this and that I'm I, I literally like shake my head the hardest because I'm like like y- uh, it's like you it's like they don't want to give it's it's like it's like they want to be lenient but they're like uh not too much because like like I I they nominated okay so like best male uh best actor like I I saw the lineup and I was like what because like Denzel Washington was nominated for uh Roman J Esquire and I did not like that movie at all and I didn't think it was that great of a film and he was nominated, and I'm like, I could have named at least five other people who could have gotten that spot. And how many nominations has Denzel had in the past? And I'm just like, so many other people could have been nominated for that spot. Granted, I thought the win, whoever like who won it, Gary Oldman, um, his performance in Darkest Hour is great, but I was just like, just like you know, they 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 give all the nominations to people that to the people who are best known no matter what film they're in. Like, they gave a nomination to Meryl Streep for uh, The Post. And I'm like, I could have thought about at least five of the w- other other women who deserve that spot as well. You know what I mean? So, it's kind of like, you know, they take two steps forward to take, like, five steps back. You know what I mean? So, that's my problem with it, you know?
1: Yeah, and I just see... Uh, and that's where they're not really making any headway. Yeah. And, and, uh, I know some people didn't like Logan maybe as much, but I think if there was a comic book film in recent memory that could have made a breakthrough, I think it could have been Logan. It could have, yeah. Um, and, and Fox did mount uh, a, a try at least, right. made a Campaign. And Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, I thought, were absolutely fantastic. Exactly. And definitely some of the best acting performances. And they couldn't even break through and break in or really get in the conversation. Um, and that film only got the one nomination and didn't get any, any other love uh, at right, all. Right, right. Um, and of course, the block. And if they're wanting blockbusters to just get nominated, they already have the visual effects category, which is nothing but blockbusters. So
0: yeah. If, if they, this is this is on that same level really for a popular for one,
1: I just achievement in popular film it sounds like a consolation prize it doesn't sound like a real award it's right. it, they might as well call it the fan vote you know
0: Exactly that's, hey. that's the problem <laughs> Exactly that's like and that's why I'm like you know they just they they you know you have hope for them you're like oh well, wow wow there's a change right here. There's a change. There's a change. And then it's like back to the oh, come on. Because, like, I'm looking right now and I'm looking at the lead actor category. Timothy Chalamet for calling by your name. I can vouch for that. Great movie. Daniel Day Lewis, okay, for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for uh, Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, and then Denzel for Roman J. Esquire. Now, I would have personally got rid of Denzel and put in at least um, Hugh Jackman for Logan, and then maybe I—I honestly think about, I'd honestly would think about uh, removing Daniel Day Lewis, be- and then put in um, uh, what is his name? I'm blanking. Uh, what's his name from Blade Runner twenty forty nine?
1: Ryan Gosling.
0: Uh, yeah, because his performance in that movie was amazing. And you know what? I, and that movie got nominated for nothing besides the cinema like cinematography and stuff. But like his performance in that, it was really good. And I was just like and, and there's there's so many other other nominations that could have been in these spots. Is what I'm saying. And it's just like incredible how they go about these like decisions, you know? Um it's, just, it's it's crazy and then i i I think the uh the lead actress category was like fine Uh, yeah i think the i think i think i think that was like that was fine and stuff like that but it's just like you know some of these performances some of these performances throughout the years go like so off the radar because they don't give some of these movies a chance you know yeah
1: Definitely. It was such. Denzel really was weird because. Yeah. Israel really. I mean, it wasn't even a presence in the award season. Exactly. It came and it went. And Denzel was. Really strong, even in a in mediocre film. You know, you always give it, but Denzel's always going to be really strong. Exactly. And literally every film he ever does. Exactly. Are we going to nominate him for the
0: Equalizer two this year? Yeah, it's just like because he was. Um, yeah, he was great in that. So let's nominate him for that. I guess you know. And I'm just like, guys, what are we yeah. doing? Like, what are we doing here? Let's let's get like, serious Denzel about needs this. To give
1: exceptional
0: performances. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and he did, with like, nobody argued
1: that he shouldn't have been nominated for offensive No yeah, one would have yeah. made that argument. Um, but when it came to that movie, it's like, oh, I mean, <laughs> there are nominated films that you put up here that have other nominations that had better performances.
0: Oh, my God, more, exactly. You know, I, I don't know. Exactly. No, you're you're completely right. So going back to this, so as far as like, okay, we said our thoughts on the on the actual category of the popular film as a whole and why it's a problem. But like Black Panther, you've seen the movie. I assumed. Do you Uh do you think that Black Panther, from all the uh, best picture nominees that we're gonna get this year, and I'm I'm trying to have an idea of what we're gonna of some of the movies that we're gonna get. Um, but as, as out of all the nominees this year, do you think a spot needs to be open for Black Panther to be in that in that nominee in that category? I mean,
1: oh, um, I struggle because when it comes to what I my favorite viewing
0: experiences, Black Panther is still in my top five. I I really enjoyed the film. I same, thought it same. Was great, actually. Um. It's my favorite blockbuster, even over
1: Infinity War. I I still have it over things like Mission Impossible. Same. It is my favorite blockbuster of the year. Same. Um, But I'm trying to think. So, even already, though, I've had some of the quote-unquote prestige films that have come out that I think it would be hard to put Black Panther above. And I think part of that is definitely because... The MCU hurts itself a little bit with just a general feeling of sameness. Yeah. Black Panther obviously diverted out of that, just from yeah. setting itself in a non-Americanized,
0: non-white culture. Right, so right. It automatically felt different. However,
1: formula-wise, the way that the story beats all played out, it was still an MCU film for sure.
0: Yeah, it was. <laughs> you can yeah, still feel it. no doubt about that. Yeah. Um,
1: so I think, I don't I mean, there are 10 nominees, though. That's when I really struggle, is they'll probably only nominate eight or nine films. Yeah. And it's like, you can have 10 nominees, and I don't see why it couldn't be Black Panther to get that 10th spot. So I, I think... I think at this point in the year, it's definitely worthy of one of the ten spots.
0: But of course, we've still yet to come to you know award yeah, season. It's when coming. Start to drop in their movies. Yeah, it's coming. Even recently, I'm like, oh, I'm hoping things like Black Klansman are still around and in the conversation. Comes right. Out or, right. There's a there's a bunch. I was so
1: good. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping it doesn't get overlooked. So, right. I mean, like we'll see. But. Like there's there's
0: a couple of movies coming out that I'm like i look at the trailer and i'm like yeah that's gonna be up there like as far as like the fall comes which is why i'm so excited to talk about the fall movies next week but like movies such as like i saw the trailer i'm looking at the trailer for like white boy rick and i'm looking at the trailer for widows the trailer for um bohemian Rhapsody. city uh I, i'm 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 just seeing so many like uh, you know, it's it's getting down to the wire as far as film this fall. So, as as much as it gets down to the wire by December, you know, if if these movies like Blind Spotting and Black Klansmen and all these films, if these movies can still have like a place, yeah. like in the in the Oscar nominations, then like. I'll be happy, but there is some heavy hitters coming this fall. We can't deny that. It's crazy, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean it's very interesting. It's it's intriguing, you know.
1: And that's the thing is I don't agree with this mentality at all, but I do think that Oscar voters in particular are all about well, we only have a limited slot. So I think having films like Black Clownsmen. Come out and
0: be so strong. Actually hurts Black Panther mm-hmm.
1: because although this shouldn't, it makes me angry even to start saying
0: this. I know it's st- um, I know what you got to say too. They
1: think we have one diversity. Slot yep. Who's yep. Gonna get it. Yep. And it, that should never be the case, and it's ridiculous. Yep. Um, <laughs>
0: you took the words like That's literally right, right out of my mouth. You took the words right out of yep. my mouth. I was like, yep, I know where he's going with this, and he's exactly right. It's sad, you know. And I
1: think. I mean, the, the, you, you look at it. They never. They never. Like out of done. We had Get Out last year. We mm-hmm. you know, people bring it up with Call Me by Your Name last year. They say, "Oh, well, we just had Moonlight win. Are we really going to have another LGBT movie getting right. in there? They're not going to vote for it. And that's just such a ridiculous mentality to have in general. I mean, if both Call Me by Your Name and moonlight were released the same year they both should have been nominated for best picture
0: exactly (laughs) it doesn't like you know it's crazy it's crazy and i'm like okay now now i'm i'm getting hyped up so i'm gonna go to the best picture noms of this year and oof there's like i mean it's a good lineup okay but for one i don't know your thoughts on this movie but, you know, tell me how you, how you feel. But Dunkirk, I would easily take that out. Uh, Phantom Thread, bye. And The Post, bye. Everything else was great. And there's at least three other movies from last year. I think Logan could have easily slipped this way in there, just by, like, the, uh, the performances and stuff. And um, I am glad that Call Me By Your Name got in there because I could definitely see that as one of those movies like, oh no, it's a little too risque or something. You know, I can already see the like the stuck up, like, oh, it's a little too on the nose as far as that. Because like Moonlight I Moonlight was one of my favorite movies of what, twenty sixteen that came out in? Um one of my favorite movies of that year. Moonlight was amazing. And then Call Me by Your Name. But if we're comparing the two movies uh, Moonlight doesn't take the same kind of risk like *Call Me by Your Name* did, which is why I really, really enjoyed that movie, like *Call Me by Your Name*, and stuff like that. And I already like when I'm talking to people who I know, who I know have a problem with with like the whole LGBT community. When I speak, there was a per- there was somebody I spoke to, and um, he was t- it was at the Oscar showcase. And he was, uh, we were all, like, standing around just getting ready for the next movie to show um, at AMC Theaters. And this guy, he comes up to me and my friend, and he's like, hey, like, I'm going to be heading out because I cannot watch this movie. I heard there's, like, disgusting things in here. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? And he's like, yeah, this movie about about this person dating that person. I'm like, it's film. I mean, why does that have to, you know what, you know what I mean? Like, why does that have to... You know what I mean? So, I can already see people as, as like, a part of the Academy be like, oh, no. That's a little bit too, like, too much for us and too much for the audience. But, like, stuff... Movies like that resonate with people. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean it was it was my personal favorite out of the best picture, nominees. right uh, I would have my personal least favorite actually was darkest hour,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I even that I was, one I, I totally couldn't agree
1: pretty shocked it got nominated. I was like, I mean actor, of course, some other categories, yeah, give it the nomination i was I was actually pretty shocked it got in, yeah, um, and Logan couldn't get in um but right. yeah, there was it was just such last year, I think the problem was we had a few risk taker, so we had to get out, we had to call me by your name, get Mm -hmm. in, and those were great because they were something. The Shape of Water, I think, is a risk taker. Like, yep. we had some good risk takers. But we also had at least four or five slots taken up by the same old, table. Like Exactly. Politics, we, it gets nominated every year. We have a, The Post. Yeah. It's so true. Every year. We have some sort of version of that kind of biopic yeah. that The Darkest Hour was every year. Right. So like a, and then Dunkirk... I know people
0: were mad that um, Christopher Nolan didn't win for best director. I was not one of those people. Me neither. That Toro deserved it over Christopher Nolan. I totally agree. Um, I totally agree. Cause like I watched Dunkirk and it's great. The sound is great, but like movie Dunkirk almost damn near put my ass to sleep, and I was just <laughs> like, and the Darkest Hour because. My friends and I did the uh, AMC Oscar showcase, which is when they show all the uh, Best Picture nominees. So we were in the second – we we did the second weekend. And the second weekend, I believe, um, they showed Dunkirk – they had the nerve to show, to show Dunkirk at 9 a.m. first. And I'm like, what are you guys thinking? I'm already tired. You want me to watch Dunkirk? Um, <laughs> so they had Dunkirk, and then they had Call me By Your Name, and then they had – shit then they had darkest hour then it was the post and then it was get out so ended with a bang with get out great but between um dunkirk and darkest hour i was snoozing i'm like oh my god this is just the same shit that we get every year you know what i mean but like dunkirk nolan is great and he's one of my favorite directors but dunkirk was fine it was a was like a solid fine to me you know so. Yeah, I
1: was definitely on the on the side of it was
0: a technical achievement. It was yeah. a
1: technical marvel on every technical level. It was amazing. It was a masterpiece on that front. But as a narrative, uh, it it lacked heavily for me uh, from any sort of story point or script aspect. Uh, more so than Mad Max Fury Road, which people complained didn't have a story or didn't have a good script, I thought it had a stronger story and stronger script personally, um, and the visuals. So Mad I Mad
0: agree. I, I love, agree.
1: <laughs> I love Mad Max Fury
0: Road. Yeah, I'm sort of what like I I that's when I sort of, that's a good movie as well. But like, um, I totally agree as far as like the narrative. Like, listen, call me call me whatever. But like, I, I I mean, I love me a good story. It's just you can only do so much of like bang bang and 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 explosions. You know what I mean? That's what that was. It was bang bang explosions, good shots, uh one liners. That was it. That was Dunkirk. Yeah. Um and I was just like, you know, I, I like my storytelling, you know? And I and I was kind of baffled that I Tanya didn't even get in the best picture noms. So, yeah. uh, I was like I
1: Tanya was one. Yeah.
0: Mhm. I was like I Tanya didn't even get in there. I'm like eh, uh, same shit. You know, I guess, what do we do? I think
1: that would definitely have to do with Tanya Harding. Yeah, time. yeah. I really, again, when you look at the Oscars, you gotta think of this, they always play that politics game. Mm-hmm. And Tanya Harding was out there promoting the film. She was out there on, like, shows. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know was necessarily the best idea for them to, like, put herself front and center out there uh, with Margot Robbie and Allison Janney. But, yeah, I think it definitely had to do with the subject of
0: Tonya, Yeah, and they, then, um... They just, couldn't do it. And and then, uh, you're right, because as far as, like, political stuff, um, Disaster Artist was completely lost on this show, um, and I understand why, but, yeah, I know, I know before everything that happened, they, that was one of the movies that they, you know, people were looking at, okay, this is gonna get nominated a lot, you know, come Oscar season, so, but, yeah, uh, we'll move on, we, uh, we'll move on to our next, uh, last two topics real quickly, uh, so, They, the list, the listing came out of Hollywood's, this, this kind of makes me upset. So the Uh, listing came out, right? (laughs) It came out for Hollywood's top paid actors and actresses. And I'm going to tell you why it makes me upset. Okay. So I'm going to hold, actually hold on a second people, but I'm going to name the top paid actors and top paid actresses of i think it was uh 2018 uh no 2017 i believe so yeah i'm just trying to find a picture of the uh the women because i know the women kind of got kind of it's like it's, it's like this problem of the pay between men and women is insane because you look at the two pictures right and the number one highest paid actors of 2018 via uh via forbes is George Clooney, $239 million this year. How? Um, Dwayne Johnson, that's a given. I guess Robert Downey Jr., some of the names, Chris Hemsworth, Jackie Chan, you know, uh, a lot of MCU stars, Will Smith, Ashe, um, Akshay Kumar, Adam Sandler, Salman Khan, and Chris Evans. So the reason why I got upset is because George Clooney... Okay, the highest paid for him is George George Clooney 239 million, The Rock with 124 million. So, Scarlett Johansson is considered the highest paid actress and she's number 1. And the highest like the highest amount of money that an actress was paid this year so far has been 40 million. Am I insane here? Is there Is that not an issue a little bit? Is that Is that not a disconnect a little bit in my eyes? George Clooney two hundred and thirty nine million. The Rock one hundred and twenty four. Scar Jo number one forty. Angelina Jolie twenty eight. Jennifer Aniston nineteen. Jennifer like it. It goes further, 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 further I down think the how line. Much
1: money they made in that year.
0: Off I, th- of film? I think it is. I mean, that's what it says.
1: What a crazy... I mean, that's just a weird list in general. What did George Clooney do?
0: This year? That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's why I'm like... I'm
1: like trying to think. I mean, is it because... The only thing I'm trying to think, because even hearing Angelina Jolie on that list, I was like, what did she do? It must have to do with producing, too, right? Like, I can't imagine. I... just
0: acting. I did not look at the article. I just see... and I'm seeing the image that's posted from them, and I'm just that's like... I don't I don't know what I don't know what Adam Sandler is doing to make to make 39 million this year. Um it probably was just that Netflix. Deal. Like yeah, it's probably I'm def I definitely understand uh the MCU people like Robert like RDJ yeah. getting so much money, but it's just like my disconnect for me is just how much of a deficit men and women are being paid. You know how much more men get paid over the women and I'm just like damn, we're still, you know, it, I mean yeah. People,
1: like, that's the thing, is people want to discredit movements or they want to discredit people as, you know, SJWs
0: all the right, time. Right, right. Stop saying it. That's it's not a problem. It's not a thing anymore.
1: But, I mean, every single time you look at any sort of number, it is a problem still. They just released another study of live action films that showed how many words women speak in films versus men, and it's still an alarming number. Wow. See just how much more men speak in movies, how much more they're literally heard in films, period. How many more leads they have. I mean, it still is a big, it's a major problem. It's insane, it really is. Women are still viewed as not being able to lead big films. It's
0: insane to me.
1: Yeah, people wanted to know why Wonder Woman was the phenom it was and why it was such a big deal to so many people is because every single time a woman is in the lead of a blockbuster,
0: she's going up to bat for her entire gender. Exactly. This film now has the entire gender of female on its
1: shoulders, because if it fails, then now females are going to fail due to Hollywood Standard, and that's an insane marks to hold them to thing with directors i mean it's all just crazy right um, but even when you look at that pay scale you see it right there it's right, <laughs>
0: right yeah there. it's incredible i'm M- like i'm like none of the women even went over a 100 i'm like this is not okay and i'm like could you imagine if wonder woman bombed the amount of people would have been like you see this is why We can't put a woman in a blockbuster. And, oh, my God, let me tell you a story about some crazy bullshit. So, Avengers Infinity War. I'm sure you stayed for the after credits, right? Um, Uh You stayed for the after after credits. Everyone's getting dusted. It's going crazy. And then Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, gets dusted. He presses a button. And that symbol was Captain Marvel, a woman. So... I went into work, and I'm not going to say no names. Um, he doesn't listen to my podcast anyway, but I went into work. Jacked, after seeing the movie I saw on a Thursday night, you know, opening screen, opening uh, night, and I went into work with that Friday. Jacked, Avengers was amazing. I got this one guy at work. He's like, hey, so what happened? I'm like, you want spoilers? He was like, yeah, I don't really care. I'm like, okay. So I told him everything. And then... And then I tell him, he was like, okay, okay, was there a post? He's like, was there a post credit? I was like, yeah, it was great. He was like, why? I'm like, so Nick Fury presses the button to call someone, and guess who he calls? He's like, who? I'm like, he calls Captain Marvel. He's like, oh, who's that? I'm like, yo, it's this it's this dope female superhero who's like fucking like overly powerful. He was like, wait, what? I was, I was like, what? What happened? What's wrong? He's like, so the world is at stake right now, and everybody's dead, and they're sending a woman, I was furious, I was like, I was furious, I was like, what, yeah, he's like, yeah, they're sending a woman, they got Thor, I'm like, Thor didn't get the job done, I was like, none of them got the job done, yeah, they're sending a woman, who's stronger than all of them combined, what the fuck's wrong with that, and he was like, I don't know, man. I just think if you said if the world's at stake, I mean, who would you send if the world's at stake? Superman or Wonder Woman? I'm like, whoever can get the job done, it shouldn't matter the gender, you know? And it it made me, he got mad at me that I got so upset because, listen, I was raised by a single mother, and all I've known my whole life is a strong female person. I I looked up to a, a strong female person my entire life as far as my mother. And stuff but she's battled through thick and thin to try to put a roof on both of our heads, you know? So mm-hmm. when I see that type of stuff, people say stuff like that, that's when I just lose all hope for the world. And I'm just like, This is like crazy that we we, we we're having this kind of judgment in superhero films, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So yeah. yeah I like- completely agree. Seth. I had a friend who had a similar-ish reaction about Captain Marvel, and they were just like, okay. They've already stated, I mean, uh, apparently you don't follow any sort of comic book news. I mean, right. Mike has already said she's the most powerful in the MCU. Get on with it. And <laughs> if we're being honest, I think the MCU has underutilized a couple of their other female characters, like Gamora. Agreed. the deadliest assassin in the entire universe, we haven't seen any of that from Gamora in right. three films now. She's been in three films, and we haven't seen any of that. Agreed. And she was she was kind of actually relegated to the girlfriend and the daughter when it came to Infinity War. That was her whole role. It You're right. To be an inspiration for the boyfriend and for her father. That's it. That's the only reason she was there. Mm-hmm. And she, we didn't see anything else from her. She didn't get an awesome scene. She did in the fact that Zoe Saldana got to kind of flex her acting chops. I thought she did a fantastic job, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, she was really good. we we still haven't seen her be
1: that deadly assassin, and we're finally getting glimpses of it with Scarlet Witch. But again, Scarlet Witch, out of the current Avengers lineup, is like top three when it comes to most powerful. And they finally started to let her do her thing a little bit. But she's kind of been just so shackled and scared it's kind of like what they did to rogue i think in the x-men films the original
0: yes series. good and point yeah have this
1: amazing character good you point sure. you're just making her scared of her powers so she never uses them it's like
0: oh come on <laughs> right it's just like and i guess like disney and marvel are starting to show glimpses of giving women a chance of being and being how strong yeah. they are, like with Incredibles 2, making um, Elastigirl the focal point of that movie, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. The Wasp was clearly the superior of Ant Man. Oh, yeah. But I could totally agree with you as far as Scarlet Witch, because Scarlet Witch, once I saw this woman stopping Thanos and his gauntlet, <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. All right, finally they showed how strong she freaking is and not and she's not doing backflips and whatnot and and like, you know, cartwheels all over the battlefield and And actually there's
1: yeah, I mean it's come on now. I mean the part of me when I watch the battles, I'm like, listen,
0: Black Widow's cool and all what (laughs) is she gonna do against Thanos? Exactly on
1: the witch here who can actually put up some sort of fight on these
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, incredible. Koye
1: too, Koye is awesome. But again, what is she going to be able to do? She doesn't have the power. Yeah, and like can stand up in this battle.
0: And it's like it's right. kind of it's it's similar to how in um you've seen X-Men Apocalypse how yes. by the end uh by the end of that movie Jean Grey was the one who saves them all and she goes complete badass, and I'm like, okay, this is what I want, this is a great, I'm, I'm, I was so sick of the standard of, of, like, you know, the female characters hiding, and they're like, no, my powers are this and that, or, no, I can't do that, because, you know, and I just, you know, hopefully, hopefully this continues on as a trend, but, listen, we gotta start paying, we gotta start paying these women more, dude, this is insane. Dude, this is insane.
1: Disney needs, well, especially of all, I mean, I guess Scarlett Johansson is the top runner from the MCU as well, but, I mean, Disney in particular, come on now, you're seeing all these men in the MCU making these lists, we need to get these women up to the same level, hopefully Brie Larson, uh, I don't know if we've really heard about the kind of deal she signed, Yeah. comparable, but she's going to be the first, you know, Woman to get her own solo leading MCU film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wasp was finally able to get co billing. She's the first ever female to be on the title. Um, so I mean, we're getting
0: there in terms of getting them in now. Yeah, get them paid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know. You know,
1: Captain Marvel's gonna make a lot of money. Like, yeah, honest, yeah, we gonna... already know Captain Marvel's gonna make a lot of money.
0: Like, get them girls paid, because this is not okay. Yeah. And even, like, okay... And,
1: what, uh, Ant-Man is doing better. Ant-Man and the Wasp is doing better than the first man mm-hmm. And the action was much better with the Wasp is than we saw with just Ant-Man in the first one, and even in this one. Right. Um, but it's just, it's pretty weird to me, actually, that Disney's like this, because their biggest properties have always been female-led.
0: Right, Disney's yeah. Known, I mean, people can say whatever they want about the
1: princesses and how they've been depicted, but... the the disney princess line all the way up to you know more independent princesses such as moana have always made them a ton of money so i don't know what disney they know how to do it Uh, (laughs) so i don't know
0: exactly like even um even on the dceu side like gal gadot is like number 10 on this list and she's only made 10 million dollars what like and I know part
1: of that, because I remember the, the controversy that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess DC, the DC Universe assigned signed them all to kind of small contracts for their first few films. Um, so I think she's getting a pay raise for Wonder Woman
0: 2. She think better. That, that was holding up negotiations. That's why right. they held up a little bit. Right. she was she wanted more money. <laughs> and yeah. And when she saw how much money Wonder Woman made, it was, you know, if it was a man saying, I need more money, nobody, nobody bats an eye. And that's, that's the unfortunate part is yeah. women are now starting to say, you know, you had Jennifer
1: Lawrence literally come forward and say, if I don't make the same, I'm out. If I don't, uh, you know, I'm now,
0: after she saw that, what happened to her with American Hustle? Right, right. Yep. On, on the path of,
1: okay, We're opening these negotiations, we're putting it out in the open, and I'm going to get paid what an Oscar-winning leading woman should be getting paid. And, of course, you know, people had, oh, wow, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, people go real negative real fast. Right. And they say, oh, well, you know, whatever. Men don't have to do that because they're already getting paid more. Jeremy Renner doesn't have an Oscar and had just as small of a part as Jennifer Lawrence and made triple what she made in American hustle That's incredible.
0: That's incredible. You it's know, just, it's like, uh, that's incredible. Jeremy you know? Renner cannot open a film like Jennifer or
1: Lawrence can open a film. Even now. Jeremy Renner can't open a film. And with Jennifer Lawrence and her less than popular state now, she's not the hot item she was, but Yeah. Still, Red Sparrow, if you had put Jeremy Renner in Red Sparrow, it would have opened even worse.
0: <laughs> right. So, so there you go. Totally agree. Um, so the end the end line of this whole topic is get these women paid. God damn it! This is ridi- this is rid- this is ridiculous. This is not should be. It, sh- it should not be this way. I I'm baffled at the fact how like this the the guys are like in the range of 200 million and 100 million, and these girls can barely break to 50 million. Not okay. No bueno. Not okay. Um. So we'll uh, we'll wrap it up into our last bit of news today, and that is that um, this is this should be really quick. Uh, Zendaya is rumored is rumored to play Ari, Ariel in the Little Mermaid live action movie. Now it's not like official, but it's just like a rumor, and more like they're they're in some talks with it. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Oh,
1: okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so I don't um I don't know. I think it's I think it's fine again i don't the thing with mermaids this is what i thought was actually so cool about um jason momoa was <laughs> casting as aquaman right is it, i mean it makes sense mermaids can literally be from anywhere i mean mm-hmm. they can literally be any race they are a mythical creature from the ocean and well jason momoa made so much sense because it makes sense for a pacific islander to
0: be Aquaman, it really does, it right? Yeah,
1: uh, not a blonde white dude like the yeah. comic books. I mean, that's, that doesn't make all that much sense. But I'm not going to throw a fit about it because, again, it, it, they're mythical characters, they're mythical right. creatures. Same thing with the mermaid; is they only, I mean, they animated her that way. But there's really nothing saying Ariel needs to be white to me. Yeah. Um, so you put you put her in that iconic red hair. And uh, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm very, very curious to see what the backlash would be. Uh, Zendaya is very popular, in particular online. But uh, her, you know, she's like a fashion icon for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, people like Grace Randolph will
1: probably go crazy. Um, she was mad that. Tessa Thompson was cast as the voice for Lady in Lady and the Tramp um, which is just ridiculous I mean that was one of the most ridiculous complaints I ever saw about casting but yeah I mean I'm cool with it I, I like Zendaya um, I haven't seen her in a like fantastic role personally I thought she was strong in The Greatest Showman I thought she strong in the limited role she had in uh, Spider-Man in her previous roles, um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't see
0: why not. Yeah, me too. I can definitely see her in the role. I actually kind of like the casting of Zendaya as Ariel. I think it's gonna bring a nice message. Throw, a, throw a throw a nice red wig. Hopefully it, hopefully, it ain't it ain't the it ain't the same red wig that um that uh what's her what's, oh, her, what's her face? Heard. Yeah, that it's that oof that looks that oh that's looking God. that's looking rough. <laughs> that's looking pretty rough. Amber Heard in uh, Aquaman, but. Oh, I think crazy. all they have to do for Zendaya is dye her hair red, and she'd be phenomenal for this role. I, I, I I'm, I'm, all in for it and stuff as she well.
1: Can sing. we already know that. Exactly. She's a good singer.
0: <laughs> exactly. She she so she's part, like,
1: which is more than we can say for Emma Watson, and she got cast as Belle in Beauty and the Beast.
0: Right. So. Yeah. So just cast a Zendaya. Nobody has a problem with it. I'm cool with it. Uh. So yeah. So. Yeah, that's about it for the show, the live show today, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Larry, thank you for coming on as a guest. Great conversation here. Really, really happy with uh, what happened today.
1: Well, thank you so much for
0: inviting me. I really appreciate being asked on, and I had a great time tonight. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Let them all know where they can find you on Twitter and YouTube and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so I do movie reviews and other fun, like, discussions and lip syncs and random hauls and such on my YouTube channel, which is L, like lion, C, like cats, and then screen talk. Because I talk about things that are shown on the screen. Um, and that actually is my same handle across Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe if you're into film, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'd
0: assume you are. Right. So make sure you guys all give uh, Larry a follow on all of his social media links. I will be posting all of his uh, social media links in the in the uh, description below. My name is Dwayne. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94 And you can find the the, uh, Cinemania page on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff, at Cinemania World. So thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.